Hey, what's up, everyone? And welcome to episode two of Aimbot, weekly podcast dedicated to discussing all things video games. I'm your host, Kaif Pape. And today, I'm not solo this time. I have a guest. I'm actually joined by Kamal from YouTube, and he has his own Discord so and his own podcast. So I'll just let him introduce himself. All right. What's up, everybody? Uh, so I am Kamal. I do run a YouTube channel sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I occasionally stream on Twitch, and I do also, as Kaif said, host a Discord server, mostly um, revolving around Path of Exile. When... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. I was, I was going to say, would you like describe yourself as a Path of Exile content creator, or is it like as well as Diablo Two and um, Warframe? Yeah, I would say primarily Path of Exile, uh, with you know a little seasonings of some World of Warcraft, some Diablo Two occasionally, um, you know Warframe on the very odd occasion that. I play the game for longer than a couple hours. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't ever get into Warframe. But that's actually how I got to know Kamal and how I got to be a part of his Discord because just being in the Path of Exile community and he was actually making some pretty good um Path of Exile console content because I play Path of Exile on console and he does and there's no better place to get Path of Exile console content. Whenever Path of Exile is actually working properly on consoles, <clears throat> than than his server. So today we'll be discussing um, the PS5 experience, the video game awards, and the state of Path of Exile as it currently is. But we're just going to get right into the PS5 experience, and this is where Kamal will be giving most of his opinions since he managed to get one not sure how you managed to get one that quickly because <laughs> uh, all over the internet i'm hearing that um it's sold out completely it is it is it's sold out everywhere um so sony they sent me an email and oh. they were like hey there's an option here if you want to you can sign up <clears throat> to get first dibs on the ps5 when they release the only thing is you've got to be ready at this time on this date and be on the server and then if you get there you'll get into a queue if you're there early enough you're there like right on time when we open up queue you should have no problems getting in and ordering one well <clears throat> i got the email and i was like awesome i am a stay-at-home dad especially with everything covid going on i would yeah yeah, yeah. a lot doing... of us are yeah are in that position no no that plays not very much of a substantial role to me because i've been a stay-at-home dad for the past few years gotcha um, but yeah i was like i can do that that's easy now my brother he was like hey um I'm going to buy like multiple PS5s. I'm going to buy one for you. I'm going to buy one for your son. I'm going to buy oh, one cool. for myself. And well, he didn't get the email and he wasn't able to pre-order anywhere else. And I was like, well, if you're going to be the one that's like buying it and then I'll just pay you back, you know, over time, kind of like a loan payment type thing. Yeah. 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 Just because it's, it's a lot easier, you know? Yeah. He's a, he's a single dude making way more money than he knows what to do with. So <laughs> it only um, makes sense. 
exactly. So me being the only one that had access, I was like, okay, well, I'll just get it with your information, and then you can have the first one. I don't mind waiting. I oh, gotcha, gotcha. Prefer to wait. I I saw the fiasco with the Xbox 360s, and yeah, I was like, you know, since then I've been really hesitant on getting a first generation console. Yeah, just, well, I'm in the same boat, and not necessarily like I'd rather the first batch go out and whoever needs to experience their red ring of death, they can go and, and accept the bullshit. Not only exactly. that, I'd rather wait until there are more titles to actually play because a lot of the titles now are just cross-platform. I believe besides um, Miles, well, Miles is also available on PS4. Besides mm-hmm. Miles... And the Demon Souls remake, there's really nothing that is just specific to next gen right now. That's very true. Um, and that was something I also wanted to mention. I've been kind of hesitant to come out and say it, but honestly, if you had a PS4 Pro right now, there's yeah. no reason to upgrade to a PS5. Gotcha. At least not right now. Um, most of the games that I'm seeing a substantial change in is because I have an old an old ps4 i don't have a ps4 pro yeah same 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 here any of the games that are ps4 pro enhanced yeah are phenomenal they look amazing and this is on like an eight-year-old uh you know 1080p tv yeah yeah, oh i'm not even getting the full experience of the 4k so i'm like okay well if it runs at 1080 my tv does i'll just run all these games at 60 frames and then you know that's yeah yeah. i'll experience it that's a good point though, because if you're if you're still using a 1080p set, then mm-hmm. there's no immediate reason to go out and, and buy it because you will not be getting the full benefit. I did the opposite, so I upgraded to a 4K HDR TV, but no console yet. And you're like in the opposite position. <laughs> exactly. Um and I mean honestly with with how the market is right now, likely depending on where you're located. 4K yeah. TVs aren't really too expensive. Like I can get a 43 inch 4K TV for around $200 right now. Yeah, they're actually yeah. not that expensive. Yeah. And I mean, here in here in the US where I'm at $200 yeah. is like it's not that much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's know, depending on your your personal situation. Yeah. Um but I'm like, okay, I'll pick one up at some point. So are you planning on picking one up like within the holiday season or is it like next year when you believe games that you actually need to see a game in 4k for it to warrant that purchase i think it'll be the holiday season um yeah that's gonna be like my gift to myself is yeah yeah, yeah. New TV because i figure worst case scenario i have a really nice new computer monitor yeah <laughs> in, until i get a ps5 um but with the new tv uh, I just relocated my PS4 into my room to, mm-hmm. to set everything back up so that I can kind of push myself to start streaming more of the current lease of Path of Exile right now because Path of Exile is currently in a really good position on PS4. Yeah. Kind of unstable a little bit on PS5 from time oh, to so time. It's, it's more unstable on PS5? Yeah, there's a lot of interface lag. I've noticed that with a couple games on PS5. It seems like um there's there's a bit of a rubber banding issue that they got rid of on PS4 
that's more yeah. prevalent on PS5. And there's also the occasional instances where you'll just freeze for a few seconds. Well, and it it just completely throws off your game, as I, I know that you've experienced. Yeah, well, it hasn't been patched officially for PS5 yet. I think the exactly. only games, I think Ghost of Tsushima and what else was it? There are a couple more, but majority of them are just either taking advantage of the raw power of the console or some of them will just straight up perform strangely because they haven't been patched. Yeah. And Not I don't think times. the load times are good. Oh, man. Oh, man. I can I can load... I can log into a character, go to my hideout, log out of that character, go, you know, into a different character, into my hideout, like two or three different times in the amount of time it takes me to, load, take to load one on one character on PS4. So that, so that means when GGG eventually patches it, mapping should be a, a breeze then because you would just load into a map provided it's actually performing stable and just be oh, able yeah. to like cycle through, like farm a headhunter in like a couple mm-hmm. of hours. Yeah, I mean, if if you've got if you've got the ability like jacked to sit there and farm for <laughs> yep. farm those doctor cards, that's insane. It's so, it's awesome. So, what about the um, the audio? Is there any Sony made this whole um, big thing about three D audio? Are do you play with headphones? I don't normally, but now that I I had I didn't pay too much attention, so I'm. I, I kind of stay a couple steps away from the big, most important news when it comes yeah. to uh, like video games and stuff like that. I like to be surprised. That's you know, actually like, good. Uh, form my own opinion on things. Yeah. And normally it's against the grain of the popular opinion, but I'm okay with that. It's always been that way. <laughs> and the uh, controller, how, how is the controller feel? It, that actually feels amazing. Like, one of the coolest things is the game that comes with the console. Uh, oh, Astro's Playroom. Yeah, and I initially was kind of like, okay, that looks like a kids game. I'm not I'm not really into games like that too much. And then I forget who it was. There's somebody in the Discord that was like, you've got to at least hop on and play the controller like setup. Oh. And I was like Okay. Uh, okay. You know, I, I've I've got I've got forty five seconds to a couple minutes to do. Yeah. So I hop on and I start doing it, and I'm like, oh, oh, this is interesting. Okay. All right. And then I start actually playing the game, and I'm like, this is really cool because it shows you all the different unique things that the controllers are capable of. Yeah. And. It, it's actually really impressive. Uh, Asher's Playroom was really fun. Flying around, or <clears throat> I guess swinging around, rather, on yeah. Spider-Man feels great. Um, so so they use the the, um, the triggers, the adaptive triggers for mm-hmm. Spider-Man? Um, c- kind of. I, I'm so heavy, uh, heavy-fingered when I oh. play, but you can feel like the tension in the webs as you're oh, swinging. That's like, cool as you reach like the 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 peak of the the outward pendulum of your swing you can feel the webs kind of loosen and then tighten up as they're getting ready to to launch you out it it feels really unique it's it's something that you didn't get at all playing Spider-Man on the PS4 so i and thought that was I'm, really cool 
I'm actually hoping that more games actually incorporate it. Like Astro's Astro's Playroom was designed to. to feature the control Spider-Man gave. It's still taking advantage of the new hardware. Yeah. I'm just hoping that it doesn't become too gimmicky and that de de developers just tack it on at the last part of development. And PS3 say, okay, you just let that. this... Um... There, there was some game that came out with some female character with red hair swinging around. Like oh, oh I, I remember that game. It was like Heaven. Oh my god, Heaven Sword. Heaven Sword. Heavenly yeah. Sword. Heavenly and Sword. Yeah. That, that game kind of tried to take the controller had. Yeah. And then it, after that, it just kind of became a gimmick that some games would try to like. Sackboy, I think, did it pretty cool i like the way that sackboy did it but it was a really goofy fun silly game most serious games they didn't they weren't able to find a way to implement the controllers in a fun way whereas yeah. with the ps5 i think that the especially the triggers yeah they have to find ways to work that in it's it's too awesome to not take advantage of it right exactly yeah i mean you can feel when like uh asher's playroom when they have you go through, you can feel like you push down the the trigger about halfway, yeah. and it gets all, like you actually have to ha like apply muscle, apply force to get it to push down the rest of the way because it's got that resistance applied. I mean, you don't play first person shooters right now, but the latest Call of Duty Cold War, I'm pretty sure they've implemented it in that in terms of pressing the trigger for different mm -hmm. guns, it actually feels differently. Yeah, like I would really like that because I've not as I'm sure that you're aware, I've shot a lot of guns in real life. Yeah. And you can tell like when you fire an AK versus mm -hmm. an AR, you can tell a difference. Like you can feel it in, in the triggers themselves. There's different resistances, there's different uh, almost like driving a, a a manual car. You can feel when the clutch engages. Yeah. You can yeah, feel yeah when the trigger is starting to engage. <clears throat> if they're yeah. able to do that on PS5 with like first person shooter games, that would be insane. That would be amazing. I think the fact that we're we're here discussing just the controller alone um is a good thing because usually when people think next gen they just think more powerful hardware. And that's it. I think Sony's approach of actually translating that into like the control and the audio was well thought out. Mm -hmm. um, I think it can only be a good thing as so long as persons don't try to make it too gimmicky. Exactly, um, yeah. It's just nothing but positives. Yeah. And that's not a, a knock on Xbox. They took their approach, which is just getting the more most teraflops. Um possible on a console even though i did hear that a lot of ps5 games are outperforming the xbox games but um just to get a, a different take on it and to include something as simple as seemingly simple as the controller to incorporate that into the whole experience is, is such a good idea yeah i i, I really do agree it's 
it's kind of weird um the way that the microphone is set up on the controller that's my one complaint oh yeah is the microphone is right there and when you mute the microphone the light comes on yeah so you yeah. have this little orange light when your microphone's muted which is kind of weird but i'm i mainly play single player games so having the microphone button on or off doesn't make too much of a difference to me gotcha 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 have you checked out the demon souls remake yet i played for about 12 seconds um <laughs> i killed like two or three things and then i died my son played it for a few hours. He made it to the first boss a couple different times and died. No, he's seven and better at Demon Souls than I am. Um, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm terrible at those games. It runs really, really good. It yeah, because there's amazing. a 60 frames per second uh, mode yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it still looks so good. Who would have thought that Demon Souls would be one of the best looking next gen games? Typically, those right. games are ugly they really are like i have bloodborne and i'm trying to like uh, i was trying to force myself to play bloodborne because i really like the atmosphere of the game yeah like, the art style and the atmosphere is good enough yeah game. it looks really cool and i'm playing and my wife who absolutely does not care about graphics at all like yeah. to her she's still like diablo 2 is one of the best looking games in my opinion and i'm like i disagree but i guess <laughs> where you're coming from um but I mean, she's like, this game looks horrible. And I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brown and muddy. And um, I don't know. The, the art style for all the Souls games prior to this Demon Souls remake, it's just so sword gaulish. I'm not sure mm -hmm. many, pers many persons would look at those games, regardless of how technically sound they are, and write them off as just being ugly because of their art style. And um, like Diablo 2 has such a timeless, it's 2D graphics uh, or sprite-based mm -hmm. sprite graphics, but just the art style is so timeless and fantasy-esque that most persons could still say to this day that it's still a good-looking game. That's oh, why yeah, so many no, persons want it. like a straight-up Diablo 2 remaster. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared of that, though. Yeah, um, why? We'll see what Blizzard's done. Now, Blizzard did WoW Classic pretty good. Um, I don't really have very many complaints about WoW Classic. Now, I can't speak to the raids as I'm not a raider. Yeah. I, I play WoW because, well, for WoW Classic, I enjoy the RPG elements. I like going out and grinding for eight hours to get one level. And yeah. that's just that's fun for me. Like I will sit at my computer for 16 hours straight and just kill bears and wolves. I don't know what it is about it. It's just something that I think that's one of the things that's always drawn me to ARPGs is I'll sit yeah. there and farm, you know? Yeah. I, I, I actually like grinding on farming as well. Yeah. It's, it's just so rewarding and I don't gamble in real life. I don't, I don't like spending money. I don't like, you know, risking money, but I'll spend time, like I'll invest my time yeah. in, with the chance of getting something rewarding back from it. So grinding in games has always been entertaining, but I forgot why I got on that tangent, to be honest. Uh, uh, oh, um, you were saying that 
you're very you're concerned about the uh, Blizzard potentially. I don't oh, know fucking yeah, yeah. up a, a remaster. So yeah, while 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 Classic was done really well and it was really fun, I saw what they did with Warcraft Three, and when they released Warcraft Three, it was a hot mess. It was a hot mess. Now this is from what I heard because I didn't play it, but what I did see is that it completely nuked the original Warcraft Three servers. Oh, it so did. they re- yeah they released a game that was questionable at best yeah and while they released it they completely destroyed the currently I'm... working and active servers for the yeah. game and now granted if they were to do that with diablo 2 there's always things like project diablo 2 or yeah yeah you know uh, like there's even the Path of Exile, Diablo 2 crossover. Yeah, Path, yeah, of, Path Diablo. of Diablo. I yeah. I have both of them um, on my home screen on my computer. And they're both great mods, but I'm scared that if if Blizzard were to go after Diablo 2 the same way they went after WoW Classic and the same way they went after War- Warcraft 3. Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. Path of Diablo and Project Diablo 2, the propi- proprietors, so the people that run it, would get sued by Blizzard. Yeah less they shut down the servers yeah 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 i can definitely see where you're coming from yeah that's and that and i don't really trust blizzard to remake diablo 2 yeah Um, i mean diablo 4 now is in such a troubled development state um i agree it's I'm not even sure when that game is actually going to come out because it was supposed to come out by now. It should have been out by now. And then when they did release what they had on it, it was like um, not coming soon, not even Blizzard soon. So so no mm. one knows exactly when. And well, um, go ahead. I'm thinking probably around 2025 is when we'll get our hands on it. <laughs> 2025? <laughs> I've, I've been saying that from the beginning. Um, you know, I've, I've been following Blizzard since, oh man, Diablo 2. So like late nineties, like I was a little when I first started following Blizzard because I loved it and there was just something addicting about their games. And it may come out sooner, sooner. I'm hoping it does. That it comes out sooner. I just see something happening where they basically wipe the board and restart like they did with Diablo 3. Yeah. And they've done that with the skill trees. They just announced in the last update that they completely reworked the skill trees because it took them, you know, two years to realize, oh, wait, these aren't really skill trees. These are kind of like, do you want A or do you want B? Yeah. And it's surprising that it's so difficult for them them having been the one to actually almost pioneer this genre the arpg genre and then to see how path of exile is still sustaining um has been sustaining itself for so long yeah um i mean i mean you even have examples of people who come in and do it completely wrong like walson and mm-hmm. then there's there's there shouldn't be any reason for you to be taking this long on a project that you have so much experience in 
and that there are so many good examples out there and bad examples. So you can know, you can just look and know what will work and what shouldn't work and get your community involved. I agree. Um, I think that there's, there's a big, or there has been a big mind, mindset shift um, with a lot of gaming companies because in my opinion, in my view, yeah, gaming used to be about culture, but it, it wasn't a primary culture of life. It was a subculture. You had yeah. people like you may have been and like I was where gaming wasn't popular. It wasn't a big thing. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't mainstream at all. Yeah, but I would still sit in my room and play Gran Turismo for, you know, eight hours a day. Yep. Yeah, I remember That's playing still... Gran Turismo 2. Yeah. PS1. I, it was just something, something about it. And I still played sports. You know, I, I still played baseball. I still wrestled. I did, you know, I still played sports and everything. Yep. But there was something about gaming that was just. It was an escape. It was. And it was. It was active. Yeah. Because, like, I loved to read when I was a kid, but gaming gave me the option to play as those characters. Like, I didn't, I didn't have a path set out that I had to follow and just kind of make up the story in my head. Yeah. I got to actually play out that path. And so gaming was really revolutionary, and it was usually built out of passion. So It was, and not, like, money and greed. Exactly. And now it seems like there's a lot of games that come out. Like you can look at a game like Stardew Valley. Yeah. Stardew Valley is a $15 game, $20 game, depending. And I've invested like 600 hours into Stardew Valley. There's no additional content that you can buy. There's no additional add-ons. You just buy the game itself. Now, I've invested so much time in this game because it's just, it, it's a well-made game. Yeah, it's, it's genuinely well-made. Exactly. And it's, a, you know, it's a little like uh, 64-bit, 32-bit, whatever. I don't know the difference. I know it's, it's, it's similar to, it's like the sprite-based version of something like Animal Crossing, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like a little Harvest Moon. Harvest Moon, yeah, yeah. I remember and Harvest Moon on the 64. So good. It's just, it's, it's a phenomenal game. They don't want a lot of your money. And then you've got games like Path of Exile. It's it's another similar thing where this was a passion project. I started playing Path of Exile in 2013. Yeah, that was and when it just came out, right? It had hit open beta. Yeah. And uh, my brother was... Check this game out. Apparently, it's what people are saying Diablo 3 should have been. Yeah. He knows that I'm a massive Diablo fan and that I was very disappointed in Diablo 3. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, let me see then. I make my account and I start playing. And I was like, this is actually outstanding. This is amazing. Like, <laughs> it's a free-to-play game that is better than the game that kept me sitting on the edge of my seat for eight years of development of like active development just to like rip the seat out from under me as soon as it was released and you know initially get hit with error 33 where you can't get onto the servers yeah and then you actually get into the game and you're like 
So this is Diablo in name only. Exactly. And the Got thing it. is, back then, back then, Path of Exile was full of issues. You used to be rubber banding like crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, the netcode input, like everything was, it wasn't like, it didn't seem professionally done, but it was still so good. Like despite all those issues, it just it, felt. It was amazing. Yeah. It just felt so good to play. Yeah, it I felt mean, like it catered to the audience completely. Like they knew what Diablo fans wanted, and exactly. this is what they gave them. I mean, the game even initially started with three different difficulties. It was three acts with three difficulties. Yep. So arming, uh, oh, what is it? At Ziri, at the at end of Ziri, yeah, I think at zero, at zero is the most powerful boss. Yeah, um, farming at work at Ziri was that. That was the end game. Like, if you had a, a build that could farm Merc at Ziri, you were considered a, a godly gear player. You know, and it was it was a completely different ballgame, but you could tell that they basically took the heart of Diablo 2 and they Frankensteined it into a monster of addiction. And, you know? <laughs> and look at look at. That, that's like the perfect segue into our second topic, which is like the state of Path of Exile 2, um, Path of Exile now, because look at how far we've come from that. Nobody even does at Siri anymore. It's, you've got Cirrus, the Elder, um, nobody even does Shaper anymore. They've yeah. managed to consistently expand on the universe in meaningful ways. Um, I mean, the, that content is still there if you want to go out and do it. And it's still a, a relatively good test of any decent build. But they've managed to keep people hooked and expand the universe without changing their model at all. Yeah. And it's 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 very impressive. Because um, right now the game, I get a questionable feeling whenever I see updates because it seems like on consoles up until maybe about a month ago, two months ago, it was not running well. It never seemed to run well. Uh, Even when it was running at its best, it was not running great. We still had to put up with like blue screens every now and then and yeah, and a bit of rubber banding, but it was never it was never perfect. Never ever. And I don't think I've honestly had a blue screen since maybe October. Oh, really? Yeah, doesn't happen anymore. Um the rubber banding only happens on PS5 when I'm using my my Cyclone Slayer that's like extremely fast. Fast, yeah. When I'm, you know, I'm I'm going through standard right now, just trying to knock out all of the maps. And so I'm running like all the tier ones, tier twos, you know, all the white maps. So it's like I need to run the fastest character that I can because I'm just going to sprint to the boss, kill him and move on to the next one. Yeah. You know, and so that happens. And occasionally I'll rubber band back or like blight maps still seem to have an issue on PS5. PS4, it seemed to run fine. Um, I actually stopped doing them outright um light maps so i couldn't tell you if there there've been any improvement now cuz i mean outside of the the burnout that i got from poe part of it was just the inconsistency with performance on the consoles so i mean yeah. i'm 
I'm semi back now, just playing standard, running a couple maps every now and then. But I'm officially back when the next league starts. Though I am tempted to go, get into Mayhem, but... Mayhem's fun. It's it's entertaining. I'm going to start a new build. Um, I started a Toxic Rain Shadow. And then I realized, I'm like, you know what? That's going to be a very, very, very extremely heavily played class. Yep, it is. Um, it's actually the number one class right now on, yeah, no on PC. So, yeah, so like so, tricks... Tricks, tricksters and um assassins and necromancers those are the top three right now yeah, so i'm probably going to start a um a pathfinder i mean we were talking about it in discord earlier but a pathfinder using what pestilence strike i'll probably level up through either cobra lash or whirling blades and then you know switch over later on around act five or six I mean, because those when those skills eventually came out, they didn't work um, properly. Oh. I think Venom Jaya was one of them that was yeah, busted. That's God, so I, I love that skill too. I never vis- revisited those skills, so it's probably a good a good opportunity to actually jump back in and try yeah. something that I, I have. played yeah worth so you were saying earlier that path of exile is in a really good place is that because of the consistency and also because of like um the whole three different mini leagues that we're experiencing right now with mayhem was it infinite delve after that along with just having heist itself and then a a three-week well the awesome thing about the last one is it's a three-week heist that's kind of like a mini mayhem instead of having like 20 ghosts or you know uh, or is it 10 ghosts regardless instead of having 20 or or 10 additional things yeah it'll have like between two and five so oh, it's like so mayhem with the mayhem is just one day. week right no uh yes yes sorry the mayhem is just one week the and delve, then infinite delve is one week as well and then what's the third one and then the third one is the three week um uh, a heist flashback that has the, oh, the, the flashback splash of like mayhem in it and that would be we we would start from scratch for that third one as well like start over yeah. the axe mm-hmm. oh I'll, I'll jump in then and yeah, i didn't that's, even so realize good... that the flashback league was a part of this league yeah it's a nice solid little little three-week mini league um that should be pretty fun i and to answer your question, yes, across the board. Um, okay. The game itself, playing the game right now, it plays fine. Now, I honestly believe that what happened is when Heist League came out, and this is my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory, Heist League came out. There were some GGG developers that were like, you know what? I've got my PS4 sitting there. I'm going to start playing Heist on the PS4. I can sit on the couch. I don't have to sit at my computer. You know, I can relax. I can do whatever I may do for entertainment to relax Mm -hmm. a little bit, sit back on the couch and play some POE. 
and they started playing and they were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> has this been what everybody has been putting up with all these years? Exactly, because it was like a week after Heist League started that all the issues we've been complaining about for the last year and a half were just gone. Gone. Just vanished. Just like they had a switch that they could hit at any point in time and they decided to just then. And that's great. Uh, You know, I'm not the kind of person to condemn someone for fixing the issue, regardless of how late they fix it. They fixed it. Fantastic. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it it sucks that it took so long, but for it to have been fixed, that's the good thing. We all benefit whenever it's fixed, right? Exactly. Um, Instead of them underplay again, and they really had no reason because I'm pretty sure a big focus is probably the next two leagues, and then it's just all out focus on PoE two, and then um, getting that stuff up and ready for next gen. So they they didn't even have to go back to iron out um anything on consoles because their main focus is should be i'm thinking just next gen now and poe too but that speaks to how good of a developer ggr um in terms of still willing to go back to stuff and fix it and making sure that every every member of their community is happy that's yeah that's true you know and it took a long time um, it did. And I will admit that there was a while there that I was feeling like, oh, man, I, I invested like a couple hundred dollars into this game. Like I it is very, very hard to convince me to spend money on things. Yeah. And I like I bought three different packs for fifty dollars a piece and then um you know, various other cosmetics. Uh, cosmetic purchases and microtrans you know i've I've spent easily a a couple few hundred dollars on the game Uh, that's a lot and and i'm just sitting here like why did i waste this like i i could have i could have invested this money on the pc and i I could have a cloth map right now i could have a cloth map of the atlas of the atlas yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and i mean uh, you know it's in in a position now where it feels better I, i don't regret spending that money now yeah, and it's good because we we made this, well, you made this whole community around the console experience. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of persons dropped off the console experience just because of how bad performance was. So this right. is like right. a refueling of the whole PS5 um, console community. Exactly. Getting back into to, um, PoE and being able to put out more consistent PoE content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with the stability, because it's it's very difficult. Like, I'm the kind of person that no amount of coercion or payment or anything can convince me to do something that I just really don't feel like doing. Um, yeah. My mom has always had this issue with me. She's like, I, 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 could, I could literally beat you, and it would still not convince you to do something that you didn't want to do. And I'm like, well, you know, that's the... I'm not going to I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, so when it, it came to the point where I'm like, I'm struggling to get content, it's not riddled with issues. Yeah, like. Like content where I'm frustrated and I'm I'm getting angry at the game. I'm like, what's the point of this? I, I shouldn't. I shouldn't be making content if it's irritating. 
I shouldn't be playing a game if it's frustrating me. That's the reason I don't play League of Legends anymore. If it's a stress factor, there's no point in me doing it. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah, that that makes sense. Yeah, now that the game is working again, it's like, okay, what kind of content should I make? Like, what what kind of updated videos could I make? Um, You know, what kind of... I mean, streaming is the easiest one. You just kind of turn it on and stream. Yeah. It's the easiest, but it's at the same time the hardest. You know, it is extremely difficult to get any kind of recognition through, you know, streaming or YouTube. I'd imagine it would be very difficult to break through. I mean, there there are a couple there are a couple of noted POE streamers. Um, so to tap into their to tap into like Matthew's audience or Ziz or Cute Dog or any of those other guys, it, it sounds like it would be extremely difficult. It really would. And I mean, I don't know. I don't really offer the same kind of things that a lot of the other POE streamers or YouTubers offer because I'm not I'm not like a big I'm not a big brain build guy. I'm not super hardcore. Like I found 15 exalts today. I'm like, hey, (laughs) this is how you reset a zone if you want to run it again because you want to run it again. You know, it's yeah, like, well, there, there's an audience for that, though. Exactly. You know, it's like I'm I'm not I I've I like to refer to myself as the hardcore casual, meaning I'm a very casual player that just happens to play a lot. Yeah. I mean, I don't. And that's don't good because you'll be able to pass on that. Not because you you have a bunch of players that they're they're they'll always just be casual. They, mm-hmm. They're not even interested in going hardcore. So you will yeah. still have that type of audience who's who wants to see to see that stuff not everybody can relate to like who's what's that guy's name mbx extreme like farming a headhunter in two days and then yeah. gambling yeah. 50 exalts every day yeah it'd be um, the exact opposite of something like that like um i can't stream pvp games because i get very aggressive and like i i don't even necessarily really play pvp games in front of my son just because of how aggressive i get and oh, it's not like it, and it, it's not like i'm out here like you know screaming slurs or anything but yeah. i'm definitely cussing people out and you know not over the headset or anything i i don't i don't get in chat for pvp yeah but i'll be like you know swearing at my computer and you know it's just like eh yeah, I'm not going to stream that. Um I nobody needs to see me like that. You know, I <laughs> I like the the ability to huh. show off. Like I like everyone being like this is what I've accomplished. Yeah. I like the ability for everyone to show off, you know, this is what I've done, this is the gear that I've earned, these are the bosses that I've killed, this is what I've acquired. I think that's a really cool aspect of of online multiplayer games. But when I play these games, I want to do it myself. I yeah. want to look on my own. I want to, you know, gear up on my own. And if it gets to a game where it's like World of Warcraft, where it's like, okay, well, if you're going to PvP, you're going to be in a group. If you're going to do raids and dungeons, you're going to be in yeah, a group. You're going to be in a group. When it comes down to that, it's like, okay, well, my competitive nature kicks in. And it's like, well, if I'm going to be in a dungeon and I'm DPS, I have to be the best. 
if I'm not DPS, I have to be the tank because I need to be the one that knows that people are doing their job successfully. And if they're not, I can have the power to be like, hey, you're messing up. Fix it. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm like that in to some degree. Um and yeah. I I don't, know, I don't like playing like support characters and stuff like that. I'm either DPS or tank. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get more into healing because healing seems entertaining and it's kind of fun to think about the fact that like everyone's life is in your hands. It's dependent. Yep. But when it really comes down to it and I think about my true nature, I'm healing a it, Yeah, healing is not as um it's not aggressive enough for me so yeah it's, I, it's, I either need to be doing crazy damage or taking crazy damage yeah that's that's why like my healer in world of warcraft is a disciplined priest because the way that i heal people is i throw a shield on you with that shield you get a buff i then deal as much damage as i can to the enemies and through the damage that i deal you are being healed you are being healed. That makes sense. Yeah, and like that, it you're almost unkillable in PvP. Like it's just insane. Because um, yeah, you're actively you're healing, but it's not as passive as, as like a typical hero healer. Exactly. You're like yeah, actively doing it. Yeah, I mean, um, but regardless of how geared my priest is, I still just feel so much better running in as my death knight with my huge massive two-handed sword just smacking people in the head with it like it just feels better even if i don't do as much damage it just it feels does it does just the, the whole gameplay loop just how it feels the control and everything it, it does feel better very true did you play ghost of tsushima at all i did um i played it on both the ps4 and the ps5 so yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> really so the, the the game awards, um, Jeff Keighley's show. Where I mean, it's not as important. Um, the reason I I follow this stuff is to find out like what are some of the best games that the critics think are the best games for the year, and it also it's also where they release a lot of new trailers. Mm-hmm. And for the game of the year category this year, it's Ghost of Tsushima. Hades, Doom Eternal, The Last of Us Part 2, Animal Crossing, and Final Fantasy VII Remake. Which one do you think is, is going to take it? Which one do I think is going to take it? Yeah. Man. See, it's, a, it's difficult. Like, if I were to say my opinion, my choice of those games... I could easily put Ghost of Tsushima as number one. Um, now, that's my own personal bias as far yeah. as popularity goes. I'd probably say Animal Crossing. Animal as Crossing is fun, though. I played it, it briefly, and it's genuinely fun. It really, really and is. It can cause you to actually waste a lot of your time because it's it's such a time sink but it's not a time sink in like a grindy way it's a time sink in like a fun way you yeah just, you're just unconsciously just playing this thing without realizing that you've knocked off like five hours 
my wife and I ended up getting extremely competitive because we have one switch. And so we got it on the switch. My wife was the first one to play. So she set it up. It's her island. Quote, it's her quote unquote island. Um, we all live on it. So yeah, she set it up. And finally, after like a week or so of her playing, I'm like, okay, I guess I'll try it out. I mean, so I... I... Oh, and the... then you started playing? Oh my god, dude. It I invested so much time. It became such a massive time sink. Like, I have this cool, really awesome, like, Asian-themed aesthetic of my area. Like, I have my house elevated in the back far right corner, and, like, I have a, a koi pond and, like, all these, like, bamboo. And, like, I did this whole massive thing because I'm like you did this to me you caused this <laughs> so you just went above and beyond yeah and i wasn't even like trying to be that competitive i was just like this is awesome i really like the aesthetic of this yeah. like you know because it's it's just there's certain things that'll stick out to me and that i'll see one thing and i'll be like that everything's going to revolve around that and it can be something as silly as like a hat like i think it was the the rice uh hat and i put it on my character and i was like this is what my entire theme is going to be and like i just went I, I i went like head first into crafting my my little corner on the island yeah and that's the fun thing about the game you have so much freedom to to make like choices exactly like that exactly, which other yeah. game exists out there that you can no. craft your entire experience around a straw hat <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um and now back to the question at hand about the game awards as oh man so where we are as a society and politically yeah. i would be shocked if The Last of Us 2 did not win. Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing. It has such an agenda to the point where it is ridiculous. I was going to get into it as well. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're subtly shaking that kind of stuff into games across the board. And now, sometimes I get it. Like, there was a there was a bit of a point of contention, I guess you could say, uh, with Spider-Man Miles Morales, where yeah. at the end of the game, there's they're in Harlem, you know, so it's a uh, majority like ethnic quote unquote community, as yeah, I guess would be the correct terminology to use, and they're kind of putting up like a, a human shield. You know, so Spider-Man can do his thing and, and get away without, you know, dropping any big spoilers or anything. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I know the entire story. So, yeah. And, and so the cops are like, well, who's that? And, you know, a, a black guy looks over and he goes, oh, that's our Spider-Man. And that's something that's like that shouldn't be a point of contention that, you know, they're in Harlem, the Harlem area. That's Harlem's like, like I get it. I get when they do stuff like that. It's like, okay, uh, that's, in, that's it, understandable. I don't think it was as forced in Miles, though, because um, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, and 
that is one of the reasons, but it's also because like in the beginning, they didn't really acknowledge him. Like when they were doing the whole mural, it was just the typical Spider-Man and he was like, save room on that for the other kid, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So they didn't really accept him at the point in time. It's not until like all this sacrifice that they're like, all right, he's a part of us as well. So, I mean, I saw it. It's, it's those things where sometimes, like, that's a situation where it's like, okay, I get it. I get what they're doing, and I don't have any issues with that. I don't see why people are complaining about that. But The Last of Us Part 2 was just ridiculous. Yeah, and I, mean, I tried playing The Last of Us Part 1, and it's another one of those games where, like, I, I invested, like, probably about six hours into the first, like, hour into the game because I am terrible at it. I just can't figure it out. I mean, I played it, but I didn't finish it. But I, I know how it ends and everything. Um, wait, before we continue with The Last of Us Part 2, I'll just quickly go over Final Fantasy VII. I don't think it will win because it was good. I played it, but it's a remake, right? And mm-hmm. it's just, it's not the entire Final Fantasy. It's just like, because um, exactly. they're breaking it up into chapters. So it's like a it's- chapter one experience. I don't think it's a complete enough experience for it to warrant the title game of the year. I think the that's best descriptor opinion. for Final Fantasy VII Remake is flash in the pan. It was awesome. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it came out, it was not, it wasn't as hyped up as you would imagine a Final Fantasy VII Remake being. Yeah. It was moderately hyped up. But it was good though. Certain areas. And then, yeah, playing the game, it was great. Um, now, I got to a boss, uh, like the, the death boss. I don't know. He reminded me of death. It's like a chariot mm-hmm. thing, like a big chariot tornado thing. I don't know. It, it's weird. But he, like, beat the crap out of me, like, multiple times. And I was like, all right, I'll come back to this later. Yeah. <laughs> that was like four months ago. But it was great. I mean, super fun game, but it was it. There's no reason to play it again. There's no replay value. Yeah, there's it. no. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. There's absolutely zero replay value. There are a mm-hmm. few side quests to go on, but it's not something that you're not missing out on anything. Yeah. Um, the, go I was going to say it's, it's the standard Final Fantasy, extremely linear. Yeah. You can go from point A to point B. And there might be an A.0 and an A.1 before you get to B. Yeah. But you still have to go from A to B. And that part of Final Fantasy VII is not where it actually opens up to the entire like open world. Exactly. Uh, it's probably going to be about Chapter 3 before I actually get to the open world. Yeah. Um, and, and that's when it gets really fun. Like... But until that happens, like in, until they get to that point, and it depends on how they tackle it. Well, it's it's one of the scary things about remakes is it's like, well, it's not a remaster. Like remasters, sometimes you can trust because it's like, well, they're updating the graphics. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, a yeah. remake, they're remaking the entire experience. Exactly. That can be scary. It's a it's a delicate balancing act because you still have to remain like faithful to the original. But you yeah. can't just remake the very same concept. It probably won't work like 20 years um, down the line. Exactly. It's probably you know, going to feel bad. Yeah. And that's that's something that I feel like a lot of 
I joke with my wife and I tell her, you know, a lot of the good ideas in entertainment have already been thought up. Yep. Um, nothing is original anymore. And that's not, not just games. The same thing for movies. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's the best looking movie on the horizon right now? To me, Dune. Dude. Oh yeah, 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 and it's from the series of books, which is yeah, that's already been made into movies, and, made. Like, <laughs> and that's like the most, like that's what I'm looking forward to right now. I couldn't even name any other upcoming movies. Yeah, same, you know? same here. That's partly to do with COVID as well. Everything just got cancelled or pushed back. Yeah, the other two true. games on the list, Hades. Um, that's from Super Giant Games. It's like an indie title. I never played it. I heard it's good. I haven't Doom, played it either. Doom Eternal, which is more Doom. The Doom yeah. remake was good, but um, again, it's that's a fun game. I just don't think it's it's game of the year. It's so not, I'm with I mean, you. I think deservedly it should be Ghosts or Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> this whole push... With The Last of Us Part 2, I would not be surprised if it, it, it wins not only this, but like other titles, um, other categories like best story or art direction or whatever the other categories are. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, too. I mean, it has to because if it doesn't, then that just means <clears> that the people that host the awards are, you know, racist and sexist. But pushing it to the point of a ridicule <laughs> is where... <laughs> Is is where it just gets it's almost mind boggling. How can people accept this? So there's this character. For those of you listening who perhaps do not know what the big deal is with the last of, of, of us two. One, they straight up made um Ellie, that's her name. Straight up made Ellie like a confused lesbian. So she's in this strange lesbian relationship with this other this other chick. And then her nemesis is this bulked up, um, it should be a female, it looks like a male, this bulked up girl called Abby. Just, and these people live in a rundown post-apocalyptic environment, right? So there's like no easy access to steroids. So the initial, um, the initial trailers for The Last of Us Part 2, she was significantly toned down, right? They went in and they, bulked her up significantly it added more mass more muscle on her just to for what reason man that's and i mean you can even even look at females that are i mean you can look at females like ronda rousey exactly ronda is not even ronda is not even that big and ronda is a professional uh, athlete that that actual like powerful knockout chick gina uh she was in the mandalorian she was also in I think oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. She's, yeah. She's she's still in the Mandalorian. But yeah, she's like she's got like legit knockout power. Like she's like a, a, yep. a straight up fist fighter, and yep. even she doesn't look like that. She doesn't look like that. So we're just no. supposed to sus- suspend disbelief and just accept that. Mind you, this is in a post-apocalyptic era when you have to fight for just regular survival. So she she's not even eating like ten square meals a day or anything like that. And this and is, this what, is like how 10, she looks. 15 years after 
the initial apocalypse happened. So it's not like the apocalypse happened last year and she broke into a facility and got a, you know, a <laughs> exactly. pile of steroids. You know, <laughs> all the steroids <laughs> that she could find, they're all expired. It's you know? fucking ridiculous, man. But, you know, it is what it is. It's... And the story, it gets to a point in that story where, where it makes no sense. So they kill off the lead male character. Spoiler alert for everyone who has not played the game. <laughs> I should have said that earlier, but if you haven't played The Last of Us Part 2 by now, then you should have already, you would have already been exposed to all these spoilers. So From they kill hear, off. They had the to kill him off to yeah. end the toxic male patriarchy that was uh, it, keeping its aggressive hold on the post-apocalyptic world. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's nonsensical, man. Some of the decisions in that game it just makes no no sense. And she even gets so Ellie gets the opportunity to kill Abby in the end, and this is right after Abby like. Chops off two of her fingers, so she's she can't even play the um the, the guitar anymore, and she just decides, I don't know, with her womanly instinct that perhaps this isn't this isn't worth it. So she'll end the cycle of violence by letting this jacked up um female just go free and walk off into the wilderness. And there's so. There's so much agenda pushing in this game that what's even crazier about that is like I've known a lot of females throughout my life. I don't know a single female that is not like I, I don't know anyone that I've met that has a feminine quality that would be like this person destroyed my life, killed so many people that I knew and cut off my fingers. You know what? Maybe I should just let him go. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, <laughs> who, <laughs> who like, does that? <laughs> Any single person I've met, even, you know, the sweetest, like my grandma, my grandma yeah. would have this lady, you know, chained up, just torturing her for weeks. Like, and the no, thing no, no, is, you, you wouldn't even life. have to, you wouldn't even have to worry about police are getting locked up. If you yeah. kill her, you just walk off scotch-free. So there's, yeah, there's, there's nothing no, preventing you. There's no risk. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't. But we'll see. The Game Awards are on December 10th. So... We'll see exactly how that goes. Oh, yeah. and Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out on December 10th as well, I believe. That's that part of awesome. why Path of Exile pushed its release back to January, by the way. They did not want to release yeah. the same time, which makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I'm really excited for Cyberpunk. Um, Are you going to pick it up day one? I don't know. Um, maybe. The Witcher 3, The Witcher 3, I absolutely <clears throat> loved. I thought it was amazing. The thing about The Witcher 3, though, is I had no idea that it existed. Oh, until really? about maybe five years ago. Oh. And yeah, because I was always, you know, like if it wasn't World of Warcraft, League of Legends, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. or Diablo, it just didn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, after my Diablo 2 incident when I was streaming a lot and I got a PS4 because I couldn't, I couldn't sit it. I couldn't use my computer anymore. Um, I was looking for RPGs because it seemed like every game that I got for PS4 was a disappointment. Yeah. And I was like, okay, do I want to get God of War? Or do I want to get the Witcher three? 
and I was looking it up and people were like, well, The Witcher 3 will be, you know, 100 plus hours potentially. Yeah, such a time sink. Yeah, such God of War time. 3, you'll get about 30 hours out of it. Or God of War, rather. You'll get about yeah, 30 yeah. hours out of it. And I was like, well, I sit at home and play video games all day. A 30-hour game is two days. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's not going to cut it. So I got The Witcher 3. And I started playing it. And the first day I played for like an hour or two. And I, w I went to bed thinking like, that game's all right. I mean, it, it seems okay. And then I got up the next morning. I did a few things on Warframe. And then I got on The Witcher 3. And then it was 10 hours later. And I was like, oh. Wow. Oh, I think I really like this game. Yeah. <laughs> and so I continued to play it. And... In the first two weeks that I had the game, I think I put about 150 hours into it. And then I just stopped playing. You know, I got the best ending that I could have ever hoped for. I, I looked through like all the different endings in the game after I got mine and I was like, oh, so I got the best one. Yeah, the good ending, the best ending. Yeah, and I got the ending by just going through the game how I am. You know, I'm I'm very... Like, you want to do that? Okay, go for it. Like, that's if that's what you want to do, do it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not your boss. Do whatever yeah, which you is, want. Which man. is, which is, such a good thing about those types of games, the freedom yeah. you get, um, the genuine freedom of choice. Yeah, I, mean, I think like cyberpunk is going to be. And, and that's what ahead. I'm hoping for. I said that's yeah. what I'm hoping that cyberpunk is like that too. But there were choices where it's like you have like 10 different options. It's like, you know, and based on the choices that you made, you know, 50 hours prior in the game, it changes the options that you have now. And so like through this entire journey of me playing through the game, I get to the end and they ask me this question of like, you know, someone wants to do something. How do you respond? Do you want to stop them? Do you want to try to? And I was like, no. Just let them do what they want to do and wish them the best. Like, why would I try to control this person? Like, they're a grown up. I'm not. I'm not their dad. I'm not. You know. Like, yeah, yeah. And then that ending ended up being like, like after it was all said and done, like a couple hours later into the game, I was just like, mind blown. It all worked out, and I was like, this is amazing. So mm -hmm. I'm very excited for Cyberpunk. Um, because The Witcher 3 reinvigorated the single-player gaming experience for me. Like, it convinced me through The Witcher 3 to play, you know, God of War, to play Days Gone, to play, uh, you know, just all these different single-player games that I've played over the oh, last few years. you said Days Gone. Days Gone also got a, um, a PS5 patch. So if you play yeah. it on PS5, it should be optimized for PS5. I downloaded it, but I haven't played it yet. Um, yeah. That's something I'll probably check out because I like Days Gone. I mean, I live in Oregon. The game is based in Oregon. The game was made in Oregon. Yeah. So, you know, I, I really get a kick out of it, you know, going through because I'm like, I like. In Oregon, everything kind of looks the same, like it's mm -hmm. just these massive evergreen trees and mountains. And luckily, the past like month or two has been a lot more like Oregon the last few years because it's been raining a lot. Yeah. So that's great. And so like you play the game and me being from here, 
play through the game and I'm like, this just like I get it because I I I've lived in small little mountain towns in Oregon with like less than a thousand people in the town. And it's like that's where a lot of the stuff kind of takes place is like these small little mountain towns out in the boons, out in the middle of nowhere. So it's very relatable to you. Yeah, very, very much so. I mean, my wife and I will take my son out and we'll go running around like out in the woods or whatever. And my wife and my son are like way behind me. And my wife's like, how, like, why are you able to move so quickly through all this? And like my brother, who's six and a half feet tall, like pushing 350, he's a big dude. He's just as nimble as I am out in the woods and out on the rocks and everything. And it's like, this is what, like, oh, this cool. is how we grew up. This is what we yeah, do. Yeah. You know, so it run just comes naturally to you. Yeah. You know, and it's, I don't know. I, I'm a very outdoorsy nature person, even though I spend most of my time indoors nowadays. Yeah. I was just going to say that's a very contrasting <laughs> statement. Like not, I can understand what you're saying, but not m- many persons would because the typical streamer is not that type of person. And for mm-hmm. someone to actually stream or game, um, that's like primarily what they do throughout the day. For, for for somebody to actually feel that that person actually enjoys or is able to go out and experience the woods and jog through it, it's, it's probably like something they can't put together as know, being able to coexist. Yeah, like, I mean, one of my favorite things is, or one of my favorite memories, rather, is it was about a year ago. And we all went out to go swimming up this river. And I told my son, I was like, okay, so out here, what we're going to do. And he's like, he's five or six at the time. So just yeah. a little, little dude. I'm like, we're going to find some berries in the woods that you'll never find in stores. We're going to eat them. And he was just like so confused. And so I took him up in the woods and we found some uh, huckleberries, like just little pink huckleberries. Yeah. And then we found some salmon berries, which they look like blackberries or raspberries, but they're orange. And I picked, you know, like a handful of each of those and we sat there and ate him and he was just, he loved it because like, I was able to go out and be like, these berries you can eat, these berries you can eat, these ones don't ever put them anywhere near your mouth, you know, like showing run out, you know, I, I caught a salamander, which I don't know, depending on where you're from, salamanders or newts, like little water lizards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, catch those. I've caught snakes, you know, outside just to show them like, hey, this is a snake. It's cool, right? Do you want to touch it? Okay, now let's let's go put it back outside where it goes because, you know, we're not going to hurt it. We're not going to keep it. I just wanted to show you guys. Now let's take him back home. You know? Yeah. Like, that stuff's just really awesome. Good. And like the more the more um, techno- technology evolves the less persons are actually doing stuff like that. Most persons are like cooped up. I mean, especially now with this whole COVID situation, yeah. just being able to um, experience the outdoors and stuff is probably something we took for granted before this whole lockdown bullshit. Um, Very true. So I'm hoping that persons, once we're all able to go out and be free again, mm-hmm. persons will actually appreciate that stuff and put put greater emphasis on just genuinely going outside, getting some fresh air, not being cooped up and self-isolated all the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that 
this really kind of entices people to start going outside more, exercising more. That's like, it's one of the biggest issues, one of the leading causes of death, you know, uh, especially in America. Yeah, yeah, especially in America. Just the lack of health. And I mean, I used to be pretty massive. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a very tall guy. I'm like five foot seven and mm -hmm. I was, I was within the boundaries of 300 pounds a few years ago. What the, f what? Yeah, I was huge, man. I was massive. All I did, like I worked at an office. I, I was the guy that would be like, hi, Kaif. My name's Corey. I'm with Diversified Consultants Incorporated. Um, I see here that you over Ryzen $347. We can go ahead and set up a payment with check by phone, credit or debit card, whichever works best for you. I was that guy. Gotcha. And so, I mean, I made enough money where all I did was I sat in an office and I ate fast food and I called people all day and I was really lazy. I could still skateboard. All right. And I could still hacky sack. All right. But I was just huge. And I started noticing my son doing everything that I would do. Oh. And as soon as it clicked, I was <clears> like, <throat> no, nope. Huh. Yeah, you don't okay. want him replicating that at all. Yeah. And, you know, and I was just like, I have to get healthy. I have to exercise because if he doesn't if he doesn't see exercise as a normal part of life, yeah, he's not going to grow up understanding that the reason that that person is in such good shape is because they work for it. Yeah, they and actively I, work for it. Yeah, because I used to be under the understanding of, oh, well, I'm fat because my mom's fat. No, and that's then, rubbish. Yeah, my friend Chris, you know, he's like, when he first saw me after a couple of years of not seeing me and he saw me that size, he was like, bro, you look like you ate Corey. Who the hell are you? And I was like, damn, man, that's cold. Yeah. Um, but I was like, <laughs> sometimes that's how, what people need, though. No, the cold, hard truth. He knows me, you know, the best. So he knows that being like, hey, man, you know, you're looking a bit husky there. It's not going to do anything. You yeah. Know? And so we're sitting there and I'm explaining to him, I'm like, no, dude, I can't exercise a lot because I have asthma, you know, and he's like, you can exercise with asthma. Yep, you can. He's like, you just can't run. He's like, you can lift weights. We have the weights. And I'm like, yeah, but like, you know, I'm just like, it's hereditary. You know, my mom's really fat. And he goes, being fat is not hereditary. Yep, it's not. Being lazy is hereditary. And I'm like, oh. Oh, Okay. All right. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> and so I just started exercising, you know, and so I have a very visceral understanding of, yeah, that person's in very good shape because of the sacrifices that they've made. And the thing about exercise is it translates to all things, right? 100%. Exercise gives you the core understanding that you have to work for to see your um to see your gains right so if yeah. you're in it for hypertrophy just like building muscle or if you're in it to lose weight or just to to get fit you have to work there's no shortcut there's absolutely no shortcut to it and that life lesson can be translated to the workplace 
or relationships you have to work on relationships you have to yeah. work to get whatever however far you want in whatever field you desire so that's true everything takes takes discipline you know and being an american one of the things that i'm so sick of is cuz as you know i mean we have people in the in the server from all over the world yeah. but <clears throat> i really really detest seeing people that live in america that complain about how hard they have it <laughs> and it's like i have never traveled outside this country i never want to travel outside this country because i know what goes on in other countries yeah I you know... guys have it surprisingly easy yeah i mean <clears throat> we have we have fat homeless people <laughs> that's that should be an oxymoron right there that that, that term shouldn't even exist 100 percent. i see homeless people riding public transportation with their shopping carts full of all of their goods playing on their iphone wow and it's just like i'm just like this is america you know you've got people that are are complaining that they deserve 15 dollars an hour not understanding that it's it's a ripple effect Increasing yeah. your pay will not make your life easier to live. It's going to make everything more expensive based on how much you increase your pay. Yep. It's the most simple and basic of economics. Now, I say this being somebody that I never went to college. I don't have any advanced field of study outside of culinary arts. I can cook really good. But I've been able to observe just the way that things are and the way that things are going and the way that people are, are reacting. And I see people wanting so much because they feel like they deserve it. And it's like, you're not worth the money that you think you deserve. Yeah. I'm not here to go out of my way to be mean to you, but you're not worth $15 that phone that you have in your pocket. You probably don't need to upgrade it every year. Your internet, you probably don't need the fastest speed that you have. Your car, you probably don't need that expensive car that you drive. Why don't you dial down your personal expenses? Like yeah, and then and then just better manage your money, man. Yeah. I mean, since my son was born, we have been a single family income. I live in Oregon where the cost of living is, it's not necessarily cheap. Um, it's not as expensive as some other places, but it's definitely not cheap either. And yeah. we've been a one family income. I was, when I was working, I was making, you know, between 10 and $12 an hour. I went and worked at Comcast Cable, worst job I ever had. And I was making like $20 an hour. That job was so bad that the $20 an hour was not enough to keep me there. Wow. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. They. They. I'm a more, very uh, moralistic person, and they wanted me to lie to people to convince them to buy stuff that they didn't want or need. And I'm uh -huh. like, I cannot do that. They're like, Well, you need to try to convince these people of this, and I'm like, No, I'm not gonna convince Miss Jensen, who's 97 years old, to buy a security system when she's <laughs> calling to have HBO removed off of her account. Can I do yeah. it? Yes. Will I do it? Absolutely not. And so I ended up 
you know, leaving that job, even with how much money I was making. But the whole point of this is we have a two bedroom apartment. It costs us, we'll say over a thousand, less than $1,500 a month for rent. You know, that's rent alone. We have two cars. We have a decent amount of entertainment, you know, consoles, uh, electronics, computers, things like that. Yeah. We live extremely comfortably. We don't buy fast food. We don't buy clothes unless we need them. We don't buy expensive things, you know, it, with the exception of consoles and electronics and like we splurred on collectibles and it's yeah. not because investment it's because that's what we're into yeah and by, that, by, by splurging i mean when i go to fred meyers i'll be like oh look at these three new hot wheels that i don't have yet and so i'll spend three dollars you know <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's very and it's like we are able to very comfortably live you know if if i ever need anything or i strongly want something i can go and get it we have the funds to do it and we do this on a single income yeah and it's because we live within our means just because we make you know like just because you make a thousand dollars a month doesn't mean that you need to spend a thousand dollars spend a thousand dollars yeah that's that's true they just they can't understand that they can't comprehend the fact that listen you're smoking a pack of cigarettes a day how many days are in the month 30 okay how many is a pack of cigarettes seven dollars you're spending seven dollars a day 30 days a month that is a lot it that's is. like what it's over 200 dollars on cigarettes such a waste yeah and such a waste. You know, i can't really say much i have my own personal you know vices but it's like you you can't complain i've had coworkers that would come into work with these massive plates of food from restaurants you know, like $15 plates of food and being like, oh, man, I'm having trouble getting money to pay rent. And I'm like, you're eating a $15 <laughs> you're, plate of food no complaining about rent. <laughs> we work at a restaurant. <laughs> we make food here that you can have for free. Like, I don't understand it. But I learned a long time ago that, well, I guess it shouldn't be too long ago. A couple years ago. It seems like people just don't think critically very much anymore. And it's kind of sad to see. Yeah, I'm in agreement with that. I I experienced that. And that's not just in America, by the way. I experienced that almost on a day-to-day basis where persons make certain decisions and you're like, how is that logical? How, How the fuck does that make sense? Yeah, you're complaining about not being able to afford all this stuff, but you're making these terrible financial decisions. And it doesn't take a genius to see that what you're doing is just fundamentally stupid. Yeah, it's it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, it's just it's confusing. I mean, it is. I mean, I could. Okay. Yeah, I was saying I I could go on like I could debate about this. For hours, in fact. Yeah. It oh. and and when I actually talk about stuff like it, sometimes it gets me just frustrated because of how widespread it is. 
how yeah. widespread this stupid decision making is. It really, really and is. It translates to, to everything, not just like how persons spend their money, but just just life decisions in general. People are making such stupid decisions now. And sometimes it has such a ripple effect on the entire community. It really does. Like I'll have people that like that I've known for years and years and years that I've that I know are very intelligent people. Like you can ask them like some crazy abstract things and and they'll have a somewhat of a decent answer and an understanding of whatever it is you may be talking about. So they're not like they're intelligent people. But they'll read the headline to a story and they'll just be like, oh, I know exactly what's going on. And it's like, no, no, you the don't. You ha- yeah, you have to actually like you have to delve deeper into deeper. subjects. Yeah, not just be like surface level everything. Yeah, you know, and like I'll have I'll, I'll put some random quip on Facebook, you know, just like some random one line thing. And I'll get these big, massive diatribe responses simply because I didn't put, oh, by the way, there's nuance yeah. in all things. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like people are unable to comprehend that when I, you know, like when you say, oh, well, uh, for example, um, frogs eat flies. Well, I have a frog and my frog has never eaten a fly. And it's like, Okay, congratulations. There's nuance in all things. I understand this. Yeah, there there always be exceptions. Yeah, you know, the large majority of frogs Mm -hmm. eat flies. You are the exception, not the rule. Like, I understand that. I'm I'm not dense enough to think that the only two things that exist in the world are zero or one hundred. Or yeah, and there's no there's no gray area. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, I don't know, people will come at me like, hey, did you hear about this news story? What do you think about it? Well, it just happened like 45 minutes ago, so I don't really think anything about it yet because we don't have all the information. Yeah, our persons might hear like one one side of a story and just instantly begin to make um, judgment. Mm-hmm. And and you haven't really gotten enough information to work with to actually make yeah. any sound um, judgments or any sound decisions. And it's become such a, a normal thing that I've seen nowadays where people, they come yeah. to a conclusion mm-hmm. and then they work backwards from there. So yeah, they come to a is. conclusion and then they find the evidence to support their claim. Yeah, that even like, even though sometimes what they're saying is complete rubbish, they'll still use it to justify their initial con- um, conclusion. And some of these persons, the majority of them, will they're never open to like changing their minds or any objective looking at things objectively. So it's true. I mean, you can use like a, a, an example that may or may not have already been used in actuality is. Donald Trump is a Russian asset. Donald Trump works for Russia. How do we know this? Well, he has buildings in Moscow. It's like, okay. So are we just going to ignore the fact that for like 20 years, 30 years before he was president, he was a, he was, he, he put up buildings all over the world. The whole, not the whole Donald Trump is, is, 
It's a debate yeah, fun all the time, man. Yeah, that, it, well, it, that's just an that example. Like, yeah, yeah. Working backwards from a conclusion. It's like, you've got to find the evidence. If you have evidence to support something, then that's great. That's what yeah. we need to go with. But, yeah. you know, this isn't algebra. You don't start with the answer and then find, you know. <laughs> find the unknown. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's, yeah. not, that's not how the court of law works. Now, if there's actual evidence for it, then yeah, take it to trial. Try it, you know, do everything that needs to be done. But for whatever the subject matter is, there has to be the evidence before the conclusion. And that's just something that I see lacking. All Like, it's, we're falling to the court of public opinion more often than not, it feels like. Yeah, it's it's definitely um it's definitely more widespread now. No. Mm-hmm. Um but I think we've strayed we'd strayed off topic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I have a tendency to do that. Yeah, that's fine though. Um I think for the, for this episode, that's we've basically covered all the bases. Um I just want to say thanks a lot for jumping on the podcast. It's only been one episode before this. And oh, I'm man, not even great. sure if I sent you the link, so I'll send all that stuff when this gets posted to YouTube because I typically post it to the um as the audio podcast first, and then I'll just upload like a still image with like a waveform and post that to YouTube as well. Oh, Your awesome. links will be in the description. Um, can you can just tell people how to find you on YouTube and on Anchor? Yeah. So. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, this is the first podcast I've ever been on. All of my podcasts have always been just me talking about really? reviews and games and stuff. Yeah. I've never... Um, the closest thing to an interview type thing that I've ever done is interviews for a job. Oh. So this is this is a first. <laughs> but yeah, no, I I... Being as introverted as I am, I was very nervous about this beforehand, um, which I'm nervous about everything. I I was working at the same place for two years and still every day I would have like this nervous breakdown in my car before I had to go into the building and start working. As soon as you start doing it, it's it's fine. It's all calm. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but no, I had I had an awesome time talking to you, conversing about all this gaming, societal news, random everything. Uh, anyways, on YouTube, youtube.com slash Kamal1319, K-A-M-A-H-L. And then on Twitch, it's twitch.tv slash Kamal, K-A-M-A-H-L underscore prime. I don't stream very often. I put out videos when I feel like putting out videos, which is occasionally. I'll probably end up putting out a lot more soon because i am actually playing path of exile more but uh yeah again kai thank you i i really did have a lot of fun with you today yeah i did i did um and it uh, i didn't even expect it to last this long it just happened so naturally so that's, yeah that's awesome so thanks thanks a lot man and hopefully once this podcasting thing takes off some more hopefully we have you back here at least a couple of other times because I love to get your opinion on not just games but um, overall perspectives in, in general so thanks awesome, again man. for coming and yeah. um, I guess I'll just go straight back to your discord now we'll be talking about <laughs> <laughs> alright man we'll see you over there alright yeah cool